0: Ladies, gentlemen, goblins, ghouls, today we're going to be talking about Franz Liszt, a composer, virtuoso, pianist, and yes, I said pianist, not the other word, a conductor, and a teacher, and he was Hungarian, of course. He was born in 1811, and he became deceased on 1886. He is widely regarded as one of the greatest pianists in history and a key figure in the Romantic era of classical music. Liszt's influences went beyond his performances and compositions, as he also played a significant role in the development of the modern concert experience. And his pyrotechnics were awesome. You know, the uh, use of stage blood, uh, creative makeup, and uh, stage diving techniques, and, you know, smashing the uh, musical instruments on stage, and uh, all that kind of... Oh wait, he didn't do that. Never mind, Uh, that's, that's getting a little bit too far ahead of ourselves here. But, you know, he was an innovator. So here are some key points about Franz list that don't involve setting up a guillotine on stage and chopping off, you know, a dummy's head or having a bow constrictor and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that kind of theatrical stuff aside, his early life in musical education... You know, he was born in 1811 in raiding Hungary, which is now part of Austria. He showed prodigious musical talent at a young age and began receiving piano lessons from his father. So that's pretty nice, you know. Later, he studied composition and piano in Vienna with notable teachers including Carl Gerni and Antonio Salieri. So I may have mispronounced those names, um, but I probably wasn't too far off. Moving on, we're going to talk about, you know, his virtuoso uh, pianist elements. So Liszt's extraordinary piano skills captivated audiences throughout Europe. He was renowned for his technical brilliance, expressive playing, and showmanship on the concert stage. List's innovations in piano playing, such as his use of the Listian technique, greatly expanded the possibilities and range of the instrument. So, from what I could gather, you know, as far as this technique goes, wh- why it would be called Listian, um, there was a 65 page article on Franz Liszt and Xiaoping's techniques, and it notes that in at least some of Franz, or wait, did I say Franz? Oh yeah, his name is Franz. (laughs) I was thinking Hans for some reason. (laughs) Anyway, in some of his pieces, the arm needed to be able to swing from side to side and the forearm rotate in an uninhibited way, adding that lists third grand etude uh, la campanella Cannot be played without a mastery of rotation, because the distance of the leaps the leaps is so extreme. So, yeah, th- there you go. It's a, you know, pretty impressive uh, use of the arms that he uh, employed in his pieces. And uh, I suppose that's a bit like a, a guitarist who can only play certain things in a certain way, like if you're tapping the fretboard, you know, two-hand tapping kind of stuff. It would be very tricky to play some of that stuff in a different way. And the same is true of piano, too. So as far as the compositions, Liszt composed prolifically in various genres, including piano music, orchestral works, choral music, and chamber music. His piano compositions, such as the transcendental etudes, Hungarian, Hungarian rhapsodies, and piano sonata in B minor are considered masterpieces and have had a lasting impact on the repertoire. So he also made symphonic poems. He was a pioneer of that particular form, which is basically a form of orchestral music that tells a narrative or depicts a literary or pictorial idea. His symphonic poems such as Les Preludes, *Mazeppa*, and Hungarian Rhapsody No. 2 broke new ground in terms of structure and thematic development. And he's also known for having been involved in transcriptions and arrangements that were unique and, you know, uh, important at the time. Obviously still important now, but at the time... You know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if other people were transcribing and arranging things in the way that he was. He was known for skillful transcriptions and arrangements of works by other composers, including symphonies by Beethoven and Berlioz, operas by Wagner, and songs by Schubert and Schumann. These arrangements helped popularize the music. Of other composers and showcased Liz's technical prowess. So I probably mispronounced a few of those names. I suck at pronouncing, you know, a lot, a lot of these people's names, because because we're because I'm a pro over here. Um, but anyway, uh, from 1848 to 1861, Liz served as the music director in we- Weimar, Germany, which is known as the Weimar years. I believe it's pronounced V when you have a German W. And anyway, during this period, he conducted the court orchestra, championed the works of contemporary composers, and composed some of his most significant orchestral and choral works. And so he's had an influence on the piano and music culture overall as well. His virtuosic playing and innovative compositions had a profound impact on future generations of musicians. He expanded the technical possibilities of the piano, influencing composers such as Rachmaninoff and Debussy. Liszt also played a crucial role in elevating the status of the pianist from a mere accompanist to a solo artist, and helped establish the modern concert tradition. So as far as his legacy in later years, and the latter part of his life, Liszt shifted his focus from performing to teaching. He settled in Rome and dedicated himself to teaching a select group of pupils. Many of his students went on to become accomplished musicians and carried on his ideas and techniques. Liszt died... On July 31st, 1886, in Bayreuth, Germany, at the age of 74. So, you know, Franz Liszt's um, contributions as a performer, composer, and teacher left an indelible mark on the musical world. His technical innovations, expressive compositions, and charismatic stage presence continue to inspire. And captivate audiences today, even though, you know, you can't exactly see him today. But, you know, through the influence that he had, you know, they still continue to uh, have a ripple effect, I suppose you might say. So, uh, yeah, if you're going to have some hors d'oeuvres and desserts, you know, and listen to some some Franz Liszt. I almost called him Hans again. Jeez. But anyway, you can kick your feet up and listen to uh, my recommendation, which is Arnaldo Cohen's CD of material by Franz Liszt. It's called Liszt Complete Piano Music Volume 1, which, in my opinion, features some of his heavier stuff, There's a lot lot of really cool stuff on there, like Totentons and, uh, you know, some of the classics that are already mentioned uh, in this little text of mine that I'm reading. Um, So um, he became one of the most celebrated and most widely listened to figures of the era. He developed appreciation for romantic style, for promoting the work of his contemporary composers such as Frédéric Chopin and for composing highly inventive and personal piano compositions though we hear less raves about the Hungarian Rhapsody number one and more about number two because that's what gave him more worldwide fame obviously might still want to check out both of those Rhapsody things together and you know Maybe uh, do a deep dive and listen to a bunch of different things that he was responsible for. So uh, here's a fun fact. In 1911, someone in the United States sold a harmonium previously owned by List for $50,000. So if if the little inflation calculator thing that I used online is accurate... That would translate into a value of about $1,596,647.37 in today's money. So so someone paid a, a pretty steep price for it. That's kind of to give you an indication of how influential Franz list was. And in looking up his biography, I didn't see any point where his popularity significantly declined or he became addicted to alcohol or opium or anything like that. As far as I know, he led a relatively clean and normal life. Although I didn't really do an exhaustive study of his biography, so maybe there's some dirt that I didn't see. But, you know, we're just going to leave that buried for now um there is a uh Franz Liszt Academy of Music Budapest where he worked by the way and uh yeah so uh yeah I don't really have anything more to say about him a bunch of stuff in my room just fell down um so <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if you all heard that noise but that was some uh items that fell down and it kind of distracted me a little bit but anyway uh hopefully you have an appreciation for Franzs list uh maybe I' will inspire you to actually check his stuff out if you've never done that before and uh, it's pretty good it's it's some of his stuff is classical music for people who don't even necessarily like classical like I said some of it's kind of Kind of heavy, actually, like if you're into, you know, some heavier stuff, some moodier stuff, and some virtuoso piano playing by a real pianist.